This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today I'd like to talk about setting up an aquarium. My pets at the present time are tropical fish and termites. I already talked about termites in my termitat pet sounds, so let's talk fish. Aquariums are a wonderful addition to a household. Like houseplants, aquariums can be very colorful and entertaining. There are many different kinds, ranging from huge saltwater tanks to the classic 30-gallon tabletop tank, or even a small bowl with a single beta fish. My daughter had a beta in her apartment and called him after the actor Edward Herman. She is a fan of the Gilmore Girls. He was actually very sweet, and when my daughter came near the bowl, Edward Herman would go over and say hi. I digress, as usual. It is important to find a pet store that not only carries tropical fish and supplies, but one that has healthy, clean tanks and knowledgeable caretakers. I got lucky. I found a store that has clean tanks and very knowledgeable people to help. Dependable online sources are very helpful, so are books, but a live person to talk to is invaluable. I grew up with aquariums. I recall the loud air compressors, filtration systems that used glass wool as filter, and fish jumping out of the tank hatchet fish being the most common. My dad gave funny names to some, names I still use. For instance, the Hunt family calls Corridora catfish frazzle fannies. In those days, aquariums were a lot of work. As you would expect, dad did all the maintenance. That's what dads do, right? Today, I have a model called BioCube. It is 30 gallons, very pretty with rounded corners, and the filtration system and water pump are all contained in the back, so it's quiet and clean. Filtering is done by sponge and easy-to-clean filter cartridge. There are also plastic spiny spheres below the filtration cartridge to establish good bacteria. I put in organic gravel that helps live plants to grow. As decorations, I some of my mom's quartz rocks and a simulated hollow tree stump. Selecting fish is critical. This is where some research and consultation with the store caretaker comes in. Three things I take in consideration. At what depth do the fish live at? Do they need to be in schools? And how do they get along with other fish? Some fish can be very mean to others. I no longer have angelfish, for instance, because they constantly pester and literally pick at other fish. They are bullies. You want bottom dwellers like catfish, middle of the tank swimmers like neon tetras, and surface dwellers like guppies. Note, if you get guppies, make sure you get a four to one female to male ratio because the males hound the females constantly. If you have a lot of females, that will give them a break from the bothersome males. So carefully choose your species. More is not better. Overcrowding leads to a lot of problems. I also recommend live plants. They keep the tank a balanced bioecosystem, and besides, they're very pretty. The most common fish food are flakes that you grind up between your fingers and spread on the surface. Once a day is fine. Overfeeding is a common problem. Your fish should eat all the food within a few minutes. Overfeeding causes imbalance in the ecosystem, leading to algae and unbalanced water. As treats, you can give fish dried shrimp or even worms that you store in the freezer. Caring for a tank is easy, but constant attention is needed. Monitoring the water pH, which is the acidity and alkalinity, and checking for the presence of nitrites is very important for the health of your tank. Adding and changing water is a regular chore. Make sure you dechlorinate your tap water by simply adding an additive before pouring it into the tank. If you have a well-balanced, healthy tank, leaving it during vacations is no problem. Leaving for a weekend is a non-issue. Fish can go several days without being fed. 
A tank left for a week is okay as long as you add a food block the fish eat off of. If you leave your house for more than a week, then you may want someone to come in and add water and replenish the food blocks. I've left mine for six weeks and a tank did okay with the help of a neighbor who came in once every seven to 10 days. Fish can get sick. Some illnesses can be treated easily. Many times correcting the pH and getting rid of nitrites will do the trick. Nitrites are the compounds from fish waste that plants usually process. Nitrites are very toxic and can kill your fish pretty fast. Changing 40% of the water is the most common effective way to deal with a pH or nitrite problem as well as other problems. There are medicines that can be added to a tank to treat specific bacterial and fungal infections. Your aquarium person at the store can advise you in this case. Recently, one of my very old fish began to swim sideways and couldn't eat. He was failing. I had him for over three years, so I knew it was time. The most humane way to euthanize a fish is to place it in a small shallow container of water and add clove oil. The clove acts as an anesthetic and the fish will eventually fall asleep and then pass away. I've gotten attached to my fish. Every morning I tap on the glass near the feeding area and they'll come swimming over like a bunch of cats. It's funny when people come over, they'll end up watching the fish during the visit. I bet their blood pressure goes down. For a couple hundred dollars, you can have a fully functioning aquarium that'll give you a fun hobby and hours of enjoyment. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.